Hello everyone, this is Justin Begley and you're listening to Magnify, a podcast dedicated to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ by magnifying him in our lives. Hello again everyone, welcome to Magnify with Justin Begley. I'm really excited to share the Word of God with you today, and my prayer is that I can help by the by the will of the Holy Spirit plant a seed that will lead to further thought about what we're going to talk about today. So a few weeks ago, I did a podcast centered around the importance of prioritizing time in the Word every single day. So I drew from Psalm 119 to show how important God's Word is and how important He thinks it is. You see, He wants us to kind of orient our time in a way that reflects our desire to get to know him and who he is more and more. It's like any other relationship. A relationship won't be strong and and really won't last if we don't make an effort to spend time with, with that other person. So the same thing goes when building a relationship with God. We can't develop and grow in our relationship with the Lord if, if we're passive about it. If we don't prioritize spending time with him, we're never going to grow that relationship. And as I pointed out when discussing Psalm 119, one of the best ways that we can spend time with God is by spending time in his word. This is the most direct way that we can actually get to experience God talking to us. He he talks to us right through his word. So just like a friendship or, or a dating relationship or any other type of relationship, we need to prioritize spending time with, with the person that we're trying to build this relationship with. And God wants us to spend time with him because he knows that it is, impor- it is most important, most fulfilling, filling, most loving, and, and, the, and the most rewarding relationship that we'll ever have. He, he knows that building a relationship with him will be more important than building a relationship with, with really anybody else because he is the father, he is, he is the, the author of creation and the master of salvation. And so while it's, it's incredibly important to spend time reading and, and studying the Bible, it's equally as important to set our hearts in, our, in the right position to receive the words that God is speaking to us. Only when we have the proper mindset can we actually experience the fullness and the deep love that God reveals to us through his word. So today I want to pull from Matthew 13, and, and in this this verse I'm going to be talking about, it's, it's Jesus' famous parable of the sower, where he's talking about kind of what happens when when the the seed of God, his word, is sown into our hearts. So Jesus' parable of the sower, I think, perfectly demonstrates the consequences of receiving God's word without the proper heart positioning to, to do so. So I'm going to read out of this this parable out of Matthew 13, starting in verse 1, it says, On that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seed fell on, on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and thorns came up and choked it. Still other seed fell on good ground and produced fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times what was sown. Let anyone who has ears listen. So what Jesus is saying here, thankfully, he he explains this parable to his disciples a, a few verses later. So what he's, he's really talking about what our hearts need to look like 
to properly receive God's word in a way that we can act on it. So going back to Matthew 13, starting in verse 18, Jesus says, So listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path, and the one sown on rocky ground. This is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, but he has no root and is short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. Now the one sown among the thorns. This is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on the good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word, who does produce fruit and yields, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty times what is sown. So Jesus is laying out four types of people, or, or maybe mindsets if you would, that receive the word of God. We have the people that represent the soil along the path where Satan swoops in and steals the word of God before it reaches the person's heart and, and, and is able to bear fruit. Then there's the rocky soil where the word of God elicits an immediate reaction of excitement and joy and, and passion, but, but the joy eventually kind of withers away when, when things get really tough. Then there are the thorns, which represent the, the idols in our lives that distract us from the truth. These idols are, are deceitful, and as Jesus says, choke out the word of, of God that, uh, that, that God tried to write in our hearts. And finally, there's the good soil that produces fruit. The, the type of soil um, is, is the people that, that take in God's word, deeply, deeply reflect on it, and actually do something with it in, in their lives. They, they're able to practically implement its teachings, obey it, and use it as a way to further develop their relationship with God. I bet many of us have been some of these types of soil, so to say, before. I know, I know for me, Personally, I've absolutely been the rocky soil. So many times I've sat in church getting fired up uh, by, by God's word that, that's being preached and I'm ready to put it all on the line for God. But then when I leave, I, I move on with the rest of my day and, and the rest of my week and don't really act on anything that I learned. Or may, maybe some of us uh, have been preached the word of God before and, and then friends or family or maybe our teacher or professor told you that none of what you learned was true or that the Bible is just a fiction book or something of the sort. And maybe you believe them, so you disregarded what God was trying to say to you. Or maybe you've heard the word preached before, but as soon as you were separated from the teaching, you went right back to putting all your focus on earning as much money as possible or becoming as popular or famous as possible. And so you placed those idols back in the place of the word of God. I'm sure that Many of us have had these types of experiences and have felt this way and, and, and as a consequence have lost the seed that, that God was trying to plant in our hearts. But let me tell you this, we, we, we can all have our hearts be ready to receive God's word as long as we prepare to do so. So how can we practically prepare our hearts to actually receive God's word in a way that we become good soil and not rocky or thorny or, or something off the path? How do we turn our hearts and minds into, into good soil to receive God's word in a way that God actually wants us to? The first thing I think we need to focus on is simply listening to what God has to say to us. In James 1, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourself of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, Humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. 
James is telling us that to hear God, we need to be willing to listen, which means we also need to stop talking. I'm sure that we've all been in those situations where we are maybe in an argument or something and we need to talk it out in order to come to an understanding with the other person. And sometimes the best thing to do is just listen, which means that we need to stop talking. This is how we can actually start to hear what God is trying to say to us. I know sometimes talking to God may feel like a one-way conversation. I felt that before, but I'm here to tell you that that this is just not the case. God is always talking, so all we need to do is just start listening. The second thing we need to do is is be willing to submit to the will of God. Listen to what, what James says in verse 20. He says, For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Now, you might be saying, well, you know, that, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not angry at anything. or I'm, I'm not an angry person. But, but what, if, if you're thinking this, let me tell you that I don't think that's that's what God is really fully saying here. I think James is saying that we need to stop resisting God. I think too many of us, although we may be doing so passively, I resist God. We do this by trusting ourselves over trusting him. We do this by saying no to things he says yes to. We do this when we refuse to obey what he commands of us in his word. So if you feel like God isn't speaking to you or that you can't hear his voice, I would suggest examining your life and figuring out what where you may be resisting God. And this leads to the third point, which is to rid yourself of the sin and immorality that may be blocking you from fully receiving God's word. Just as James says in, in verse 121, he says, Therefore, ridding yourself of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent Humbly receive the implanted word. Your heart can become good soil for the seed of God if you start looking at and examining your life and asking God what you need to change. Ask God where you can become more obedient. Where can your life bear more fruit and less sin? And this starts with confessing your sins to God. Proverbs uh, 28.13 says, Whoever conceals his, his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Likewise, Galatians 5, 19-21 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, uh, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, and John also says it in 1 John 1, 9. He says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, if we confess our sins to God, he will set us on a path to righteousness and set our hearts in in the proper position to fully receive and rest on his word. Finally, the fourth thing, which which I briefly mentioned earlier, is, is to simply be willing to be obedient to God's word. God tells us this directly through James, starting in verse 121. He says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and preserves it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. You see, obedience to God's word is is how we show that we are willing to fully receive it. In fact, it it actually shows that we are receiving it because it's tangibly evident that it's bearing fruit in our lives. Obedience is, is tangible evidence that we are receiving and reflecting and living off of God's word. As James says, 
we can't be people that read that that read or, or hear the word of God and, and just let it wither away because because that would be like looking at ourselves in a mirror and then walking away and forgetting what we look like and we all know that that's just ridiculous. We we have to be intent on putting what God says into practice in our lives. Jesus says in John 14 that anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. I think Jesus is using some of the language from Deuteronomy 28 which says if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. To make sure that our hearts are prepared to receive God's word and bear fruit in our lives, we, we need to make sure we provide the seed with good soil by being open to hearing God's voice, submitting to his will, removing everything that may be separating us from him, and obeying him. God calls us to do this because he knows what he knows what's best for us. He knows that the depths of our souls, um, what, what those depths look like, and, and knows that there's only one thing that can fill that hole in our hearts, and that, and that one thing is relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ, who, who he sent to die on the cross so that all of our sins, past, future, and present, could be forgiven if we put our faith and trust in him. And God raised Jesus from the dead, demonstrating that death no longer has hold over us uh, for, for those of us who are in Jesus, and therefore we we too can be resurrected into an eternal life with God. This is the hope and truth of the gospel, and this is the, the hope and truth that we miss out on when our hearts are not properly set to receive God's word. This is why it is so important to prioritize spending time in the Bible and, and have a heart to receive it fully. This is how God reveals his truth to us through his word. Spend time in it. Orient your heart to receive it and follow it, and, and you will experience greater joy and love and grace than, than you could have ever possibly imagined. I promise you that, that, that you will never receive such grace and love anywhere else except through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So prepare your hearts, get ready to listen to what God is trying to say to you and dig into his word and, and you will be able to experience firsthand the amazing love and grace that God reveals to us through his son, Jesus Christ. God bless.